Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And wow, um, we got a subject that it's brutal to talk about. It's, it's a heartache talking about. But there is, there is blood on the hands of our president and vice president. President Biden has not secured the border. Vice President Harris says it's secure. And President Biden gave Vice President Harris the border czar title to be in charge of the southern border. And she uh, has, has failed miserably. And in turn, he has failed miserably. And there is blood on their hands. Why do I say that? Well, listen to today's show and you'll better understand what a nightmare, what an immigration nightmare is going on on our southern border. And the news media is just now picking up some, and we'll talk about why they're doing that. Before we get into that, let's take a look back on the only Queen of England I've known in my lifetime, and she passed away. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away last week, and we will give our respects here at Rock Splitting Politics. And we look at the British Empire and all the different countries has, has touched. And we've heard some remarkably rude comments in, in her death from uh, some people in the United States. And we don't have a monarchy here. A lot of most countries don't. And some people like to disdain the Queen of England, now the King of England, Charles. But I'll just say that when you look at history, they've brought a lot of pain in colonial, being a colonial power. Hey, they influenced the United States. We were a colony of the British crown. And we fought for independence in 1776. Took a few years. It looked very bleak. But it did offer up independence to the United States. Other places have, were granted their independence at different times and there's uh, some brutality we know that from because of we look at the declaration of independence and the u.s constitution why do we have our uh, bill of rights and the first 10 amendments to the constitution well part of it's because of what the british soldiers had done influenced the way our constitution was put together like uh, the right to keep and bear arms and and uh, they can't put soldiers in your home and make you keep them and unlawful uh, searches seizures you can't take your the government cannot take anything from you without compensation you can't take your private property without compensation there's a lot of things that were put into u.s constitution 
because of what uh, the problems we had with the British Empire. But all in all, what America has been a close ally in the two world wars, in the Cold War, and even today in what's going on in uh, the Ukraine with uh, Russia attacking Ukraine and uh, what Great Britain has done along with the uh, European nations uh, standing up to uh, Putin, a dictator that's uh, uh, invading another country. So our past and our present and our future has a lot to do with the monarchy that comes from the British crown in uh, England, Great Britain. So uh, we do pay our respects and, and uh, seeing the change and what that'll mean for the nation and the world and the nation of uh, England and the great the British Isles over there. So we will watch that, as you will. But our condolences go to the royal family, and we'll see what the future holds. But right here, Doc Holliday's rock-splitting politics. Uh, we're going to shift gears right now and look at President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris we're talking about immigration. We're talking about the illegal immigration. And we have over a million legal uh, citizens each year coming through the immigration system. A million. How many countries in the world allow a million people to immigrate legally to their country? But this year we're going, it looks like the numbers are going close to 2 million illegal people who have been come through America, the across the American southern border, and we're, uh, we're processed. How many more were not processed? How many more are coming across the border each and every day? And then it's a dangerous trip. Why does President Joe Biden have blood on his hands and Vice President Kamala Harris? Well, we know at this point around 650 illegal immigrants illegally crossing over the border in their trip there have died being swamped under the waters of the Rio Grande River. Uh, many have drowned, young children, babies, adults. Others have dehydrated and died under medical, different medical uh, problems. And, and there's been uh, uh, what's happened with the cartels and bringing drugs over and, and uh, gang-related uh, gang deaths. Think about all the death that's coming because Joe Biden has given an open border. And, and then Vice President Harris had the audacity, the audacity to say we have a secure border. So uh, let's see what happened last week. You, most of you know what happened, but let's, let's take a little, uh, let's take a clip from uh, uh, local news right there in around Washington, D.C. A lot is happening today. We have breaking news on multiple fronts. And right now, the breaking news we're going to tell you about is at the nation's capital. We've got two buses of immigrants. They've come from Texas. They've been dropped off at the Naval Observatory. That is the official residence of Vice President Kamala Harris. This is video from a little bit earlier. We do have a reporter on the scene trying to get the lay of the land right now. Uh, most of these folks uh, are, are here seeking asylum. This is the way they've been doing it in Texas. They process them for their asylum claims, and then they send them on a bus. 
and uh, these folks uh, are outside of the Naval Observatory. Uh, we have done extensive reporting on these bus trips. We even traveled from Texas to Washington, D.C. on one of these buses. The way these things normally work is that the immigrants that come from the border are dropped off at Union Station. That's right there, a very central location in Washington, D.C. They are then processed with the help of a non-governmental organization, an NGO, that is there to help. And instead, what's happening here is these folks have been dropped off at the Naval Observatory. If you're not familiar with D.C., that's not close to Union Station. That's not close to where these folks would normally be processed. So instead, what you're seeing right now is they're standing around on the lawn in front of the Naval Observatory, again, the official residence of Vice President Kamala Harris, and they don't know where to go, and they don't know what to do. And no one is ushering them anywhere. No one is saying, you need to go here, you need to go there. Even if they did know where to go, how are these folks supposed to go anywhere? We don't have the answer to that question. We do have our Joe Khalil that is on the ground. He is getting some information for us right now. And um, it, it, this, we're this, working on the story. It's just amazing to watch. Well, and, and again, two busloads of people dropped off at the vice president of the United States official office and residence is quite a picture, uh, something you can't ignore. Uh, it looks as though most of these people have simply the clothes on their backs. Uh, some have some blankets. Uh, they've been there since uh, the early morning hours. You can see from this uh, earlier video that we have for you. But they're just loitering. I mean, they're just standing around and 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 that's not to say that they haven't been given any information but I'm sure they probably don't even know where they are or why they're here except for that they had to voluntarily board these buses Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, has been telling repeatedly that these are volunteers they get on board these buses they're told where they're going uh, their hopes are that they would be near a family who could host them uh, but again quite a picture as we have seen a number of these buses uh, there have been bus drops off in uh, New York, uh, in Martha's Vineyard most recently by uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. That was a plane ride. Well, thank you, Governor DeSantis. And we, <laughs> we're going to play a clip about uh, his uh, plane drop-off in Martha's Vineyard in just a minute. But you see what? The news was not covering the horrible immigration nightmare and crisis. The mainstream media won't say a thing about it. Now, when Trump was president, they tried to blame uh, that Trump is putting kids in cage by using pictures that came from the Obama administration. And they were on the border all the time showing the inhumanity. But now, where are they when there's inhumanity all around? Inhumanity because of the hundreds of thousands going over millions of illegal crossings. And people are dying. People are dying. Children are dying because they're making this journey that's illegal but Joe Biden has said, come across and we're going to take care of you. The word is out and it's causing death, death near the border on, on the Mexico side of the border and definitely death on the American side of the border. You want to know why? Well, take a listen to this report. More tragedy at the southern border. Texas morgues are reportedly overflowing as migrants, including young children, are dying, making the treacherous journey into the United States. While Customs and Border Protection reported a decrease of encounters for the month of July, border arrests have reached their highest levels since October, on track to surpass the two million mark by the end of this fiscal year. Many are desperate to flee dangerous conditions in their homelands. 
And now a surge in migrant deaths are overwhelming local funeral homes and morgues in certain Texas border cities. The New York Post reports a Maverick County funeral home director said he's had to stack bodies as he runs out of space. Our own Robert Sherman joins us now from the border. Good morning, Robert. Good morning to you, Mitch, and very disturbing news out of Maverick County. We do have that confirmed from several sources in that region that the number of migrant deaths simply overwhelming for officials there, not just drownings in the Rio Grande River, but also migrants uh, dying of thirst as they try and cross into the U.S. You have to keep in mind, Mitch, that the elements down here are very unforgiving. We've seen temperatures well into the triple digits. It's hard to find water. That's just why it is so hard down here. Uh, but we do see images like this almost every day when we're in that region. This is from a couple of months ago. But you see these migrants trying to cross the Rio Grande into the U.S. That water is deceptively, deceptively dangerous and very swiftly, which is why we've seen so many drownings in that region over the past couple of months. The Maverick County Sheriff telling us that this has been a year unlike any other when it has come to the loss of life of migrants. And the numbers that we're getting from Customs and Border Protection, they back that up. Uh, we've seen uh, statistics from, the, from them which show that there have been over 18,000 search and rescue operations. This is a grim picture. I got to jump in here, but 18,000 search and rescue operations aren't you glad we have a search and rescue but 18,000 think about how many uh, people and how many hours that we spend searching and rescuing pulling dead bodies out of the river and none of this has to be if we go back to what President Trump had a policy where very few people were getting across and the, they knew that President Trump was shutting down the border, and if you wanted to come, you had to stay in Mexico until you could get an asylum uh, hearing. And now everybody comes across. If you get there, you get across the border, you can stay. But look at all the people who are dying. Does, any, does nobody care about the deaths? Do you not see the blood is dripping off the hands of this president and vice president? And it could stop if the Democratic mayors in Chicago and D.C., Martha's Vineyard, New York City, if they're complaining about a few hundred illegal immigrants in their city and they claim they're sanctuary cities. And like Ron DeSantis said, if they're sanctuary cities, then either walk to walk or get out. And declare you're not a sanctuary city. All these people who, when Trump was president, and they were saying, "Bring all everybody here. We we are a sanctuary city. Well, you're not going to deport anybody from this city." And yet now, the uh, mayor Lightfoot in Chicago bust they the immigrants busting into her sanctuary city. She bust them into Republican suburbs. Now. Is she a sanctuary city? Is she a sanctuary mayor or not? Evidently not. But this is the gruesome story. That's why I wanted you to hear about the deaths. People aren't covering the deaths. Some of the local news, that's what what you listen to, and I'm going to play to finish that clip in just a minute, but it's, it's from News Nation, and they were doing a report from Yuma, Arizona, and you've got to understand this gruesome story that is unfolding each day each night on the southern united states border is because 
President Joe Biden is neglecting his duty, his oath of oath of office to protect our nation from invasion. It's part of his oath. It's part of his constitutional duties. And Vice President Harris should be able to do the same thing. She's made an oath to the Constitution. Why won't she stop the invasion? President Biden gave her the job. It's her job. And she said the border was secure and she has she ought to be holding up these dead babies that have drowned and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was this bad. Because she either is ignorant of what's going on, she's keeping her head in the sand, or she's so unintelligent she can't figure it out. Uh, you take your choice, but it's, it's the blood is on her hands and on the hands of President Joe Biden. And it's a sorry, sordid, gruesome, horrible nightmare tale, and it's going on now. And you should be hearing this from the mainstream media, but you're not. But thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Now, let me let uh, the news reporter from News Nation there in Yuma, Arizona, let's let them finish up. And then we got some more to talk about that's even more serious. In fiscal year 2022, that goes all the way back to October. Compare that to fiscal year of 2021, there were just over 12,000 search and rescue operations throughout that entire year. The total number of deaths we see from uh, the uh, International Organization for Migration, which is a part of the UN, they found that there were over 650 migrant deaths in all of 2021. And the fears is that that number could be on the rise when all the numbers are finally tabulated at the end of this year. You have to admit, that's a, that's a gut-wrenching story. And, and, and as sad as that is, we're going to talk a little bit more about this gruesome story of the blood on the hands of President Joe Biden and Vice President Harris. Before we do, let me remind you, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have listeners across the country. And yes, because this is a midterm election year, we're getting in September, <laughs> deep in the heart of election season. Some people are already voting in some states. I know in Pennsylvania, they're talking about a debate between uh, the Democratic nominee for Senate, Featherman, and uh, and then uh, Dr. Oz. And, and they want to do the debate right before the election, after most of the mail-in ballots have been mailed in. And, and you know, mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania uh, in 2020, it, it caused some major problems. We never know exactly how many were supposed to be out because they never gave us the right number. They did at one time. They said, oh, that's wrong because uh, uh, a lot more ballots got mailed in than the number they said. But uh, that's back then. We won't get into that now, but let me just remind you that we have a book called Bedrock Truths. If you don't have that book, you can order it by going to www.docholiday.org. Holiday's got two L's in it, and we'd love to get that book out to you if you want to order that book and uh, a couple of others there if you want to order those. And I will say, like I've mentioned before, I got a book of fiction. It has nothing to do with politics. It'll be coming out later this year. As soon as the, the supply chain issues get the ink and the paper together to the uh, publisher and printer. Uh, listen, let's uh, get back in this uh, story. I, I wish I could laugh more. This is a gruesome story. It's, it's very gruesome. Um, 
But what what happened with what uh, Governor Abbott in Texas started busing illegal immigrants that had come across the border, and he, he sent them to D.C., and then they sent some to New York City, Chicago, and these are sanctuary cities. Uh, but the let's, let me play this clip of what uh, Governor DeSantis of Florida did, and this is from uh, Inside Edition. Take a listen. It's the playground for the rich and famous Martha's Vineyard. But today, the ritzy island enclave finds itself at the center of a political firestorm as 50 migrants from Venezuela arrived on chartered flights and no one knew they were coming. An escalation in the political fight over immigration. The governor of Florida taking credit for sending at least two planes filled with migrants to the wealthy Massachusetts island of Martha's Vineyard. The Obamas own a palatial $11.7 million home on Martha's Vineyard. The former president is often seen around the island mingling with folks. Comedian Larry David lives on 70 acres. Director Spike Lee also has a home there. The late Jacqueline Kennedy's estate recently sold for $65 million. Martha's Vineyard is also a liberal sanctuary, which is what led Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to fly the asylum seekers there. We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Well, thank you for uh, your brilliance, uh, Governor DeSantis. And but they're not calling you brilliant on the mainstream media. Uh, they're, they're, they're saying you're using Im- illegal immigration as a political football, that you're using uh, illegal immigrants and flying them in. And, but I have to say my hat's off to Governor DeSantis because he is bringing the issue to the mainstream media, even though they are covering it, even though they are a bad mouth in Governor DeSantis, the world uh, and this country is seeing what's going on. Where before they they could not know what was going on on the southern border because the mainstream media was hush hush, quiet quiet, and now it's bringing it to people's minds to know what's going on. And again, these uh, border states that and and so many are being taken to Florida. And in the middle of the night, how many times did planes come? and drop off immigrants and a lot of them children in the middle of the night so they didn't want any cameras around and and they would secretly fly in uh, flights so governor DeSantis said well let's let's uh, take them to the rich and famous and they're feeding them and maybe they'll take good care of them the first thousand but, but keep sending them thirty thousand forty thousand texas <laughs> we've had over almost two million it'll be two million by the end of the year so I think Martha's Vineyard could use about four or five hundred thousand. How about that? <laughs> Don't you? Let's well, let's keep on sending them. Keep on uh, sending the planes up there, and and let them see what it, a border town's like. Uh, yes, keep on doing it, Governor DeSantis. Hey, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and and this is uh, they said that uh, DeSantis and Governor Abbott are making a political move. What has Joe Biden been doing the whole time since he's been president? He's been using the border for his political friends. He's been opening the border because they've asked him to, and they've twisted his arm, or for whatever reason, he's put a border czar down there called Kamala Harris, who 
has no clue what's going on. She has done nothing to keep the deaths of the immigrants rising, rising up and up. You remember when they had 51 deaths on one truck of illegal immigrants coming in that suffocated to death? And did Vice President Harris say, we, we got to do something about this? No. More and more people are dying because of her lack of, of doing anything she's not doing anything and the president's not doing anything as more and more people die on our border the more and more blood is dripping off the hands of president biden and vice president harris it's sad it's very very sad Here, let me play this one clip and we'll wind up uh off fox news uh paul ortez biden's border chief was talking about this is his border chief. They had him uh, doing a uh, an illegal hearing. And take a listen to this clip from Fox Business. Oh, I'm, I'm so upset at her. I can't even begin to talk. It's really upsetting when you hear political rhetoric, racist, xenophobic. When you don't have the argument, you rely on, on, on rhetoric like that instead of providing evidence. What we have seen, what we constantly see, when people cross the border illegally, they must give us addresses. And, a lot, and most of these addresses are going to sanctuary cities like Chicago. So all Governor Abbott is doing is sending these individuals to those cities that they're going to anyway. And now she's saying it's racist and xenophobic. These are lies, and, and like um, other other mayors like Eric Adams and Muriel Bowser, um, all they're giving is rhetoric to the American public rather than giving actual evidence yeah, of you know, what is currently going on, and uh, that makes it upsetting because border security f fails when, uh, when I mean, that you know, happens. You know what? Uh, the mayor, Mayor Life, would call that Trump, but not Biden, and his collapsing the border. We've got crime and drug gangs pouring in. You know, it's pretty easy to moralize when it's someone else's problem, like Texas and the border states. But why aren't the Chicago, D.C. and New York mayors calling out Biden for his border collapse? You got the size of Kansas crossing, well, including Godaways. You got 277 terrorists trying to cross already this year. That's way more than last year. This is just a generation away from 9-11. Shouldn't they all be calling out Biden on this? Uh, they should. And these individuals, they have a, a huge voice in this administration. They could get President Biden to actually solve the problem on the border where it needs to be solved, rather than, than going after Governor Abbott, who has to deal with thousands of individuals every single day. Now um, um, Lori Lightfoot has to deal with 200 people, and she's crying about it. Yet Governor Abbott is dealing with thousands. Um, all they have to do is talk about solving the problem at the border where the, where the problem needs to be solved. Well, the problem is, too, they're, they're saying that... They but, won't do that. But the problem is they're saying they're sanctuary cities, right? But it's like walk the walk the walk then. I mean, you, you see border protection in, well, of course. in Texas. They just discovered nearly $12 million worth of cocaine, the most they've ever found in two decades, disguised as baby wipes. I mean, that's a huge drug bust. By the way, let's listen to Biden's, Biden's border chief, uh, Mr. Ortiz, testify in that Florida lawsuit that, yes, the border is in a state of collapse. Yes, there's... Uh, a crisis and there's no accountability as the as the DHS secretary keeps calling it a quote a challenge watch this since president biden was elected does this document indicate that aliens illegally entering the united states perceive that they will be able to enter and remain in the united states yes is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border uh, making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Yes. So if migrant populations believe that they're going, there are not going to be consequences, 
they will more of them will come to the border is that what you're saying there's an assumption that if migrant populations are told that uh, there's a potential that they may be released that yes you can see increases so it will increase at an exponential rate is that what, what is being suggested here well i do think it will increase yeah okay so he's admitting that right brandon and brandon but the other thing too is I, I need you to take this on all right so p critics are saying that the texas governor is using these illegal immigrants as as a political tool for a stunt what do you say to that no, he's not. He's actually transporting them to where they're supposed to go. He's, he's getting them out of Texas as quickly as he possibly can because he has to do that. But if we continue with the catch and release, if you look at what Ortiz said, if we continue with the catch and release, which is what Biden's policy is, this problem is going to continue to get bigger. And it continues day over day, week over week, um, month over month. We've got to get this under control, and the administration knows how, do they, how they need to do it. They just won't because it's not politically expedient for them. Brandon, thank well, how do we make it politically expedient to them? Well, this is what Doc Holliday's rock-splitting politics is about. If we're going to turn this nation around, you need to tell your friends and neighbors they have got to get out and vote. You can talk to her blue in the face, and we can point at President Biden and Vice President Harris. We can talk about how much blood is on their hands. They're not changing. They don't care about the immigrants who are dead as long as they can keep the open border. And, and they're basically they're building a bridge over our border with the dead bodies of immigrants each and every year, and it's getting more and more. And so how, how do we say this has got to stop? The only way, the only thing they ever hear is our votes. And there's so many people who have given up on voting. You can look at the, uh, look, yeah, unless you're in some precincts in Detroit where they vote over 100%, sometimes 110, 120% per, percent out of their precinct, I've still not figured out how they do that and why they won't go in there and, and, and look at the ballots. And I, I don't understand. But... If you if if the Republicans get a hundred percent out of their precinct, we we win everything, even though some Democrat precincts get a hundred twenty percent. Right now, there's not enough of them to do that. It's just a few in Detroit always seem to get a over a hundred percent of participation, and some in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I believe. So, uh, uh, that but what the bottom line is, no joking around. This is serious, serious business. If you want to stop the deaths at the border, if you want young children to stop drowning and young mothers losing their babies in the swift waters and watching their babies drown, if you want to bring that to a almost stop, it probably won't ever stop 100%. But we could knock it down from uh, over 600 people dead now. It could be seven, 800 before the end of the year. And... We could get it down to less than 10 if we go back to Trump's policies. Wouldn't that be great to save lives? Wouldn't it be great to have a secure border like the Constitution of the United States says we should not have invasion of our country, and yet President Biden is neglecting his very oath of office? Now listen, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and why I'm telling you this is, you, we've got to come out and vote in massive, big waves. And I've told others, start waving the American flag. Put it on your house. Put it, get the window, 
flags put on your vehicle where you can put out the american flag let's get together and it's not saying you're a republican by waving a flag it's not saying you're a democrat or an independent waving a flag says we the american people have a vote in the way our country goes get out and vote according to what you see if you love the way our country's going if you look at the crime you look at the filth you look at the uh, rotten cities that are on our border because of illegal immigration and rotten cities within the big cities with these big democrat mayors where people are it, it, it made it with needles and feces and urine and it's nasty to smell nasty to go there dangerous to walk on especially if you're barefooted and got needles and feces and urine these are what the democrats are given to us and if you like that you keep you know go vote for the democrats but if you want this nation to turn around you not only do you have to get out and vote but get your friends and neighbors and say we're going to have a massive vote we're going to have a massive vote in november and even start voting early don't let the democrats be the only ones to vote early get out and vote starting as soon as you can and make sure you get everybody you can out to vote and let's turn this nation around. Wave an American flag, meaning we, the people, can direct the country. We can tell which, which way we, direction we want it to go. And I don't want it to keep going the way it is. So get people to get out and vote. And let's do it in a massive way. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.